You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Susan Shear on with us uh, from Heavily Hash Creamery. Susan, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, all right. Well, why don't you give us a little background about you as a nurse, and we'll, you know, we'll kind of find out how you went from nursing to what you're doing now. Okay. Um um, my background in nursing is critical care, and um, I was working at a designated center from um, for about eight and a half years till t- 2012. And um, at the end of 2012, I left my my job at the center um, as a primary care nurse and um, with a specialty in neuro oncology and endocrine cancers. And uh, started another company. Um, this is my first one, which was called RN Cancer Guides, and it was hiring oncology nurses to help cancer patients and their families navigate all the aspects of their care. So it was really having an aut- autonomous person that um, was not beholden to the institution, to the clinicians, and uh, just to the family and their goals. And um, I had that company up to about 2018. And uh, at that point, started another one, which you just was couldn't uh, get enough. <laughs> uh, so, where did the idea yeah. for Heavenly yeah. Hash Creamery come from? Um, actually, it was it came out of um, a tragedy, to be honest with you. Um, in 2017, uh, the beginning of the year, I was working on some legislation because my my nurses were going to doctors' appointments and. Uh, patients were always nervous that, you know, well, what happens if they kick my nurse out or, you know, is she allowed to go or he, whoever it was. And so I rewrote the patient bill of rights here in Florida um, that allows anybody to be with a patient as an inpatient or consultation with their physician. And it's a person of the patient's choosing um, to any of those appointments and unless it's a safety issue. And um, that actually became law and uh, July 1st, 2017. And that was pretty relevant for the next story because in September, uh, September 27th, 2017, my husband passed away unexpectedly and he was 50 years old and um, it just kind of threw me. I mean, here I am in this, this industry of cancer and uh, you know, developing a startup and running a company and growing a company takes so much of your energy. And I, I just felt worn at that point and uh, a little burnt out. And then, you know, on top of this tragedy. And uh, so I took a couple months for a hiatus to try to figure out what it is exactly I needed to do and how I was going to uh, be there for my adult children and uh, this huge transition in my life. And um I ended up going to a networking event that somebody pulled me out of my house for and said, you have to get back in Tampa and start talking to people. And um, I knew I would be asked about my husband's passing. So I was, I was a bit hesitant and uh, I ended up going and um, I met someone who made ice cream. And, you know, one of the things with dealing with patients and having this 360 view that our company had and that I had 
was nutrition was always a huge thing. And knowing that one out of four cancer patients will die from cachexia in advanced stages of their disease, um, I wanted to do something about it. And I saw this gap in the market and I thought, um, is it possible that we could create a high protein product to that tastes great? Because I remembered even at the end of life with hospice, it was ice cream was something, even if you're not even consciously aware, something cold just brought happiness. And I thought, why not use it as a delivery system? And, um, you know, we can put the highest amount of protein in there and compete with Insure and Boost, which my patients really didn't care for. And um, then because of my connections um, up to Tallahassee and working on some legislation, I thought, why not add cannabis to it? <laughs> because that was also something that was always our go-to as oncology nurses when the Zofran didn't work and the pain medicine didn't work and patients don't want to be gorked. Um, you know, they want to increase the quality of their life. And I think that's what my whole life, my career and my passion, and my motivation, that's what it's been, increasing the quality of life in others. And um, so we thought we would team up together and do this. And I went home that night thinking that, well, I wonder if my husband, knowing how driven I was, wanted to put an idea in my head to keep me busy. <laughs> and so that's where Heavenly comes from. Heavenly hash is an ice cream flavor, but hash could also be, if you're, if you're not cannabis naive, you may consider it a cannabis product. So it was a play on words. And this was 2018, so um, everything was still a very gray area. So when I called the people I knew up in Tallahassee and said, okay, I, I'm gonna need, your, need, need you to watch my back on this one because <laughs> I'm about to do something that's a bit disruptive again. And I think had I had left Moffitt and walked out, that was where I'd worked in 2012 and had walked out and said, okay, I wanna start a, a cannabis ice cream company. Um, I think nobody would have took me seriously. I think I needed to go through all of that in order to create this. And so we ended up um, really trying to prove concept and made 20, 40, 60, 80 milligrams of CBD ice cream um, in flavors that stimulated salivary glands in patients. So I remembered working with glycerin swabs in the ICU and I thought, you know, let's make a lemon blueberry. Let's let's do flavors that they can taste if they've been radiated or, or had chemo and, and lost those taste buds. So um, it just went crazy that year. And it was all over the media. Um, it was just nuts. And by the end of the summer, um, that's when I decided, you know what, I think I'm going to do this on my own and uh, broke away from the person that, that I originally had tied to and um, became the sole owner of the company. And then in 2019, we decided that we would be working um, with the state in their hemp rules to get those in place. And um, so that whole year was all product development, um, finding somebody to run 15,000 cups in a sitting. You know, this isn't just your batch freezer. This is a continuous freeze with 250 gallons and um, making the product all natural, making sure that uh, we had the highest protein content per volume. So we have nine grams of protein in a four ounce cup, which is remarkable that you can't taste. I mean, it's soy free because of breast cancer patients, gluten free, kosher, low in casins, low in lactose. So- um, And it still tastes good. <laughs> it tastes better than Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> I wanted the ice cream to taste 
just as good as anything else, right? And um, so we basically started a food tech company. And in 2019, we held off on the CBD product um, until all legislation was in place. Florida is the only state that allows uh, CBD hemp and to be infused in dairy products. And there's a dairy section in our hemp rules and we were instrumental in, in getting that done. And uh, so we are the first mover in this position. And we started making um, our CBD ice cream um, last, let's say January and then COVID hit. So it was just like, oh, no. And um, so we make it with and without the CBD product. Okay. And that's where we're at. Oh my gosh. I mean, that, that's so much. Like I, I'm just blown away at how fast it moved. Um, I, I mean, so you were, you came up with this, you were still running the other company in 2018, right? The, the RN Cancer Guides. Right. And when you came up with this idea, um, were you doing them both at the same, you were doing them both at the same time? I was scaling down the other one. Um, did you sell that other company or how did, how did you walk away um, from it? What I did is I sold parts of it, um, um, bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. It was never fully acquired. And we were probably in our sixth year of growth at that point. We were in four states. Um, I hired oncology nurses on a PRN basis. Um, the tricky thing was when I first started, uh, nurses can't bill insurance companies unless they work under a physician, right? And I thought, no, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's, that's part of, I think, our problem as a profession is we're seen because of our compassion and we're willing to do anything it takes to take care of the patient that those that are the bean counters and administration take that for granted because they know you're going to stay longer on your shift because that's who you are. And uh, so to be at the table, you have to be the ones that bring in the income, you know, not the ones that, that are bundled with the bed, you know, that's not who we are. And so it was really important to show that we could actually bring in our own income without having to work under physicians. And so um, I developed something called the Employee Cancer Assistance Program and started to target self-funded employer groups that had high cancer claims. And um, those were the groups that we worked with that hired us. So all of a sudden we're responsible for 4,000 employees. And if anyone in their, their um, insurance membership becomes ill, whether it's their partners or whether it's their children or whoever is covered by the employer plan, we would step in at that point and help navigate everything, um, the comorbidities, everything. And then what we would do is we would build a company and then the company would turn it into the insurance carrier as a carve out and we got paid the full amount. With that. I've never filed a code or a claim. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Um, and so does that company still exist to this day or it's just kind of broken up into pieces? It, it's, it's been broken up into pieces. Um, I will say that after uh, the company was dissolving, you had people say, you know, oh, we could really use your services now. And one of the problems with a company like that, when you talk about an oncology navigation company, is the fact that people don't want to have it or pay for it unless they're using it. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to think that they're ever going to use it. Right. 
And uh, so you don't get paid in, until you start pulling people through. So you have to cover a lot of, of patients. And at one point we were in Texas, we were in Georgia, we were in Florida and heading into Boston. And um, after I ended up you know, dissolving it, then we were getting, where are you? We need you, you were so valuable. And I'm like, okay, but you know, I can't self-fund my own company. So it, it was difficult. It was another blue ocean. I, I sometimes wonder why I keep going after these, <laughs> these industries that have never existed before. And you know, now I'm in the cannabis industry and how more disruptive can you get with that? Yeah. And and the food industry too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. That's why like, it's remarkable that, um, you know, it, it just to find kind of that angle too, that hasn't been done before. And you said that uh, CBD and hemp, like Florida is the only state that you can infuse CBD and hemp into dairy products. Correct. That, why is Correct. that? So, um, you know, with cannabis, what a lot of people don't understand is you, you have cannabis and then you have uh, two branches. You have the hemp plant, and then you have the marijuana plant. And these plants contain about 400 different uh, properties, whether they're cannabinoids, which cannabidiol is CBD. That's CBD is just short for cannabidiol, um, is one of 400 properties. You have the terpenes, you have everything. And we're just starting to understand all of this. I mean, we didn't even know until 1990s that we had an endocannabinoid system in our body, just like the central nervous system. It's like you have this whole other system that we were never taught. Mm -hmm. And when I say the physicians, they were never taught, or maybe it was something that they were talked about for a short amount of time, but it was bypassed and it's responsible for so much homeostasis. And so um, you have, like I said, these two different plants where the hemp plant, which is where we get our CBD from, um, that is actually, an, it's non-psychedelic. So you're not gonna get high from that. And the interesting thing with, uh, cannabis is you have what's called um, C CR1 receptors and um, CB2 receptors, and they're throughout your brain. And THC is an, is an agonist to those receptors, and so that's where you get the high from. CBD is an antagonist to those receptors. So if you're too high or you, you know, you're feeling kind of out of control, you're going to want to take a lot of CBD to counter that. And they actually call that an entourage effect, that you're able to use all the terpenes, all the cannabinoids in a plant, and also balance out that CBD and the THC so that you can have all these benefits without having the high that it produces. And so when legislation had passed, um, where um, states were deciding on their own, you know, if they were gonna have a medical marijuana program or they were gonna have a hemp program, um, at one point, the government said, okay, we're going to let the states, this is under the Obama administration, we're going to let the states manage their own programs. They pick what they want. We're not going to make um, a federal um, decision yet. And, you know, we're going to keep it on a scheduled one. Um, and uh, we're not going to get involved. Well, then what happened during the Trump administration, the Cole Memorandum came out, Sessions was really against cannabis and was like, that's it. No. It's, it's all illegal, you know, it doesn't matter. It's federally illegal and we're gonna go after, you know, this industry. And so states made up their own, their own plans. 
And that's the inconsistency of this whole industry is that you have, you know, 52 different hemp marijuana programs, if they even have them, there's still states that don't have them. There are 25 states that allow hemp in food. Now I can put THC in ice cream in California. I cannot put CBD in ice cream in California. That's weird. <laughs> it is. It is weird. And they really wanted to also um, get cannabis out of the black market and have these legit growers and um, register them. But yet, you know, the federal government and the states are taxing them so much that, um, you know, they're trying to go legit, especially out in Humboldt County and in California and everything where um, majority of our cannabis comes from. And it makes it very difficult for those that are trying to do that because with the taxes, the prices are higher. And in the black market, you can get the product a lot cheaper. So. Um, okay, so it's just, but is there something special about dairy that, uh, or is it? Uh... So um, because we were doing a frozen product and, and the dairy product, our aim was for that industry. Now the FDA states that even though in 2018 that the farm bill got passed and no longer illegal. CBD is no longer illegal. Um, and you can't interfere with interstate commerce. Um, that was a big plus for us. But um, the FDA still say, says that you cannot put hemp, CBD, mostly CBD, in food products. They still stand by that. And so to get the USDA to even agree that you're going to put it in a dairy product um, was quite a feat. So how do you, I, I mean, how does, how do you learn all this stuff? <laughs> it sounds like a lot of like, is it just trial or error? You know, I'd be afraid of like losing my license if I stepped the wrong way. Well, you got to get past that out of the gate. Don't be, just don't even worry about your license. You can't, you know, just don't give any medical advice. Don't make any claims. Don't make any, you know, don't, don't be a, a treating uh, provider. But um, I had to learn it all. I had to learn Everything when it came to business, everything when it came to manufacturing, ice cream, everything, I've taught myself. I taught myself accounting. I taught myself marketing. I taught myself. Um, there's a lot of self-taught stuff. And, um, you know, luckily I've had some experience through our Oncology Nursing Society on how to legislate because I would go up for our capital days up in Washington, D.C. and um, work with trying to get some legislation passed there and did that, um, I think for about four years. And so I was familiar with the legislative aspect of things, but you just, um, you have to soak up all this knowledge. And right now I'm actually back in school <laughs> while I'm running all this. Um, I'm, I'm back in school at the University of Maryland and at their School of Pharmacy, getting a master's in medical cannabis science and therapeutics. And we are the second graduating class for a two years master's program. And why did you feel like you needed that? Um, we had this emerging industry and there's so much that's, that is being said about cannabis. And I think if anything, by legitimizing it, it's really put healthcare professionals like myself and um, people that are really, um, you know, business educated 
And when I, I'm talking more like your C-suite level and people that are used to running corporations and having corporate come in to legitimize the industry and, and be make sure that it keeps people safe. And that was always the biggest thing with whatever I do, whatever a company does is patient safety. And um, I wanted to be able to know the ins and outs so that as we go forward as a food tech company using ice cream as a delivery system, um, I can develop other products. Maybe I'll develop other products with CBN and CBG, um, but uh, it was a way to use that knowledge to grow my company, to do more research, to have the validation of what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And um, it's a great skill to have when you have a budding industry that didn't exist before. Kind of yep. fun on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you like come up with these recipes? Like, uh, and, and how do you, I mean, talk to me a little bit about the ice cream manufacturing because this is way out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, um, like I said, I, I did have some exposure early on. I didn't know how to make ice cream. I had no idea how to, how, how to make ice cream. I just knew what I wanted at the end. Um, my partner that I have now, he's the implementer and I'm the visionary person. So I'm the one that comes up with 120 ideas a day and, and then we decide which ones we're going to use. But, um, it was just a matter of a lot of R&D development, getting a food scientist involved. We have a food scientist that worked at, at um, one of the larger ice cream companies for 12 years and getting our co-packers involved. And um, it was a team effort. It, it truly wasn't mine, um, solely mine. And uh, when it came to testing the product and knowing what we wanted, it was just a lot of trial and error. And so in the beginning, is this all self-funded or are we able to get um, self-funded? Self okay. Uh, so like getting a, a food scientist, um, what do you, I mean, how do you, <laughs> you just look them up? Are they on LinkedIn or something? How do you find somebody like that? Um, you know, you get into the industry and you start finding out um, by referrals, you know, who would you go to about this product development or, um, that was pretty much, you know, how we how we met ours. We were actually working with an ice cream consultant who made the introduction. And that's how that There's worked. an ice cream consultant. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's something for everybody. Okay. Um, <laughs> and ice cream is not easy to make, especially good ice cream is not easy to make. Really? And, Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know. You have to have 10% fat in your ice cream to be considered ice cream. So if you ever look in the frozen dessert aisle or, or the ice cream aisle, you're going to see frozen dessert, yogurt, you know, all these different things. And frozen dessert means it's less than 10%. You can, you can freeze Pepto-Bismol and call it frozen dessert. And so um, a lot of times what you're doing is you're injecting air into the product too. And, you know, our, our fat content in our ice cream is about 13%. And that's considered a super premium ice cream. So that puts us on par with Haagen-Dazs and Ben and & Jerry's. And um, the tricky part through all of this was being consistent in the amount of CBD that we put in that was infused in each cup and making sure that each cup came in within this, this range. Um, that, was, that was the hardest part of the development, I think. 
Okay. Did you? Um, yeah. So how do how do they do that? Is this it's all done like on a conveyor belt? Like they drop the ice cream in and then inject it with uh, CBD or? No, no. We actually have a proprietary way of putting it in. So I. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's a... <laughs> uh, I can't reveal. Class, but uh, it's yeah. Okay. And all it's right. very expensive. I mean, I think we've put up um, our initial investment has been around 1.2 million has gone into um, the company, I think by the end of uh, 2020, 1.2, maybe even a little bit more than that. Did you have any idea it was gonna cost this much or? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll oh, just make a couple ice cream cups and put them together and see how yeah. it goes. <laughs> instead of thinking you know small scale right i'm like i could just open an ice cream shop and do the batch and and kind of you know uh, do it that way i'm like no this has to help all patients and so um just like our cancer guides my whole my whole thought was that everybody would have access to these kind of nurses and you know this ice cream isn't just cancer patients it's anybody um we've had people that have had oral surgery that were told that they couldn't eat anything they were going to lose weight and you know the the cbd helps with pain this is what we're told and um you know of course it's cold so it helps with inflammation and people are healing faster and because of the protein content you know you're going to heal faster and so it ranges from people that that have it for oral surgery to people with uh, cystic fibrosis to cancer patients to elderly that are in nursing homes that are losing weight because they're depressed and they can't see their loved ones, especially during this whole crisis. And so we have people bringing in the ice cream with and without the CBD into their their uh, loved ones into facilities. Uh, well, how do people buy? Is there like is there a shop somewhere that you can go to the mall and get some heavenly hash creamery? <laughs> So there's actually, uh, in the state of Florida, there's on our website, approximately about 35, 40 shops that carry our product, our, our CBD product. Um, we are actually March 1st, we are launching our e-commerce site. Um, if anything about COVID last year that taught us was um, the brick and mortar was gonna be way too difficult. I mean, we were all set to have more brick and mortar stores, have it on the retail shelf, and when COVID hit, like every other business, we had to re-strategize and figure out, okay, how do we get this in the hands of the consumer? And uh, so the whole latter part of 2020 and up to this point has been about, you know, making sure fulfillment, warehousing is in place, making sure that we're ready to launch on the e-commerce site. And so people can just order it and have it straight to their house. So in all 50 states or just in Florida? Um, so the CBD product or the non-CBD product, which is Heavenly Hash, it's HHC protein, that's it, Heavenly Hash Creamery protein, that can be bought anywhere. Um, that can go into all 50 states. The CBD product, um, we will be, as we're trialing out this new e-commerce platform, that will be in Florida only, but then um, we'll open up, I would probably say, Hopefully by the end of the second quarter, uh, we're rolling it out to the 25 states that were actually able to have uh, consumable um, CBD food products. Oh, wow. And that's what to those states. Uh, so is this good for, uh, I know you've talked a lot about um, 
uh, for various health conditions, but what about for wellness? Could you eat this for wellness? Oh, salted Absolutely. caramel Absolutely. ice cream. That sounds good. <laughs> um, you know, we look at the fitness industry and it's like, here's this, this protein product. And to, to kind of give you an example, um, you know, Halo Top, for example, has 20 grams of protein in their, in their pint. Well, if we make a pint of ice cream with our four ounce cups, so four four ounce cups, you're looking at 36 grams of protein, which is really high and uh, with no aftertaste. You, you don't even know that you, you are eating such high protein content. We don't use sugar alcohols like a lot of those products use because it caused bloating and GI disturbance. And we're just not gonna do that to our patients to the people that consume them. But if you're somebody that's fitness and you're looking at working out and you want some, some protein and some muscle recovery, um, that's where the product is, is great. Well, let me ask uh, kind of a, a devil's advocate type of question. Let's say like, you know, cause I have problem once I start eating ice cream, I can't stop. And let's say I had like <laughs> a couple pints in there and I wanted to eat the whole pint. Um, you know, might, would I, could I get too much protein that it would be bad for me? Um, it depends if you have certain medical conditions, like, you know, uh, poor kidney function, I wouldn't suggest something like, um, <laughs> like I can't stop eating it, you know, it's just, <laughs> uh, but you know, usually the, the one four ounce cup, because it is so creamy and it is rich, um, pretty much is okay, but you'll, you'll finish that. You'll, you'll do fine. Um, <laughs> as far as the CBD product, um, you know, you can eat it. We actually make our own cannabinoids. People don't even realize that, that we make them ourselves and it's in, you know, breast milk for infants. And if we didn't have cannabinoids in our body, if we didn't have the endocannabinoid system, we wouldn't even be alive. So, you know, there is some thought that the fibromyalgia is in a lot of conditions that people suffer from may be a deficiency in, in those cannabinoids. Um, because we're supposed to be getting in our food and our food has been so GMO'd, you know, there's natural cannabinoids and pepper, mangoes, chocolate. Um, so, you know, you're not going to overdose and nobody overdoses even on the THC cannabis. I read a uh, statement last night, which blew my mind. The DEA says to have a lethal dose of cannabis, you have to consume 1500 pounds of cannabis within 15 minutes. Oh, that might be hard. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That, uh, that's how much it takes to actually, uh, because it's not connected to your your heart rate, it's not connected to your breathing center. So you would probably suffocate trying to eat that much. <laughs> this is smoking it in fifteen minutes. I can't imagine smoking fifteen hundred pounds. Of <laughs> well, it's probably not physically possible to consume that much. Um, all right. Well, so the, tell us a, a little bit about the vision of where this is going, what you hope to see in, in 2021 and beyond. Um, well, um, like I said, you know, starting what we call, we consider a functional food. So this is a food tech company um, using ice cream as a delivery system, you know, looking at providing different products, whether it's in bars um, or, and when I talk about bars, I'm talking about like ice cream bars or, you know, different types of forms. Um, but using ice cream um, with different infusions of different products and grow the brand. And then um, at some point either be acquired or uh, 
hopefully sell it or go IPO. We're not too sure about that yet. So that's the plan. Awesome. Okay. And March 1st, 2021, we're looking at e-commerce of the um, high protein. That'll be the high protein product. Well, they're both high protein. Uh, one just has with and without CBD. So this will be the, you can order the without wherever, if you're in Florida, you can order the with. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, and I will be back in Philadelphia at the end of March. So it should be ready. I could have it shipped to my house. <laughs> Very excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do because, uh, you know, we really want to move some of those products, you know, we'll be offering specials and promo codes and, and to really, because we have some more coming behind it. Um, we have a very interesting product line. Um, we are looking at a, a vegan choice. Uh, plant-based. Um, we also have a licensing deal with Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. We're making three flavors for him. Oh, oh my God. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that comes from, again, he has the same mission about legitimizing this plant. And uh, he himself was a cancer survivor. So it was really important to team up with a, a company that believed what he believed. And just so we have that coming out. Um, eventually, we have a pet line coming out. So um, it's, you could it's have a all... whole celebrity line of like. Uh... <laughs> it's all about building the brand. It's all about building the brand. And then um, my end game, my end end game, um, is I want to do a lot of philanthropy, but I also want to build a um, a school for entrepreneurship and healthcare. Awesome. Um, especially for nurses. And, you know, I, I look at these people, these nurses that, and other healthcare professionals, whether they're physical therapists or, you know, whatever the case may be, that are on the ground floor working with these patients every day and can come up with these great ideas. And instead of waiting for the McKessons of the world or the Cardinals of the world or the pharmaceutical companies to be able to help um, them understand business and help them learn everything and give them the tools so that they're able to launch their business and have the support. Um, that's really important to me. I, that, because it, it's paying it forward and it means that there's gonna be more quality products out there for, for patients and to improve healthcare from the ground up. So that is my ultimate, ultimate passion. Awesome. I love it. Um, okay. So how can people find you and, and order your products and all that kind of good stuff? Um, so right now they can actually, they can go on the website. There is a contact form so they can contact us through there. Um, we also have a phone number. <laughs> Keep in mind, I got this phone number right after I came up with the idea, but it's one eight three three iceweed That's awesome. <laughs> it's memorable. <laughs> It's, it's memorable. And uh, the other funny thing about um, our story is my first website developer, his name was Pablo Esteban. So that was uh, who designed my first website. <laughs> I'm like, it's Escobar, but not quite. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the phone number. Okay. And your website? Uh, www.heavenlyhashcreamery.com. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. You're welcome.